The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Well, grace and peace to you this morning. Uh, There's no way better to start off the new year than here with your church family. And we're uh, thankful that you made that decision. If you're visiting with us this morning, we hope that you'll stick around afterwards so that we can get to know you a little bit better. And uh, uh, we're going to have a meal afterwards, and so please stay for that. If you have your Bible, you can be turning to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, we're going to look at verses 12 through, through 14 this morning. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, But I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Philippians is one of the most encouraging letters because of passages just like this one. It is a passage filled with hope. Paul tells us here that things can get better if we keep moving forward. He believes in fresh starts where we leave our past behind and we focus on what is ahead. He will later say in this letter that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so no matter where you are at this morning, no matter what situation you find yourself in, Hope is still alive. You have a future in Christ. And if you trust in God and you keep your eye on the prize, then things can and will get better. Uh, This passage right here has been the basis for many songs and hymns over the years. And some of them you know, but maybe others you don't. Uh, One that is in our hymnal, one that we sung earlier this morning, is Higher Ground. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Another song you may be familiar with is an old spiritual that became popular during the Civil Rights Movement. It has been recorded by artists like Pete Seeger, Mavis Staples, and Bruce Springsteen. Paul and Silas bound in jail. Got no money for to go their bail. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on. Paul and Silas began to shout. The jail door opened and they walked out. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on. I got my hands on the gospel plow. Won't take nothing from my journey now. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on. And of course, one of my favorites is by the greatest songwriter living today, Bob Dylan. And uh, there's no debate about that. It's it's a fact. And in 1980, the year of my birth, he graced us with this uh, beautiful and moving song, Pressing On. Many try to stop me, shake me up in my mind. Say, prove to me that he is Lord. Show me a sign. What kind of sign they need when it all come from within. When what has been lost, what's to come has already been. Well, I'm pressing on. Yes, I'm pressing on. Well, I'm pressing on to the higher calling of my Lord. So here are three very different songs from three different eras. One is an old hymn. 
Another is a spiritual that was passed on by people hearing it and learning it and passing it on to the next generation. And the third is a rock song by an artist that forever changed popular music. And the one thing that these three songs all have in common is that they are based on this passage in Philippians. This is where each of the songwriters went for inspiration. These songs are about pressing on and and keeping your eye on the prize. And these are all things that Paul encourages us to do in Philippians chapter 3. And so why has this passage inspired so many songs? What is it about uh, what Paul writes here that, that really connects with us on some level? Well, I believe it's tied to the same idea that we just celebrated a few days ago. Uh, We like the thought of a new start. We relish the idea of leaving our past mistakes behind and moving forward. And we celebrate it every year at New Year's. And so no matter how bad the previous year was, no matter what happened, we get a fresh start. And this is not just a secular idea. It's not something that's only tied to a new year. This is a Christian idea. Paul tells us that a new start is possible in and through Jesus Christ. God is doing something new through Jesus that includes the promise of a new life. Now, when we think of New Year's Day, one of the things that people typically do is make resolutions. These are goals that they want to accomplish throughout the year. Uh, These usually include things like losing weight or exercising more or, you know, maybe cleaning out the house, cleaning out the garage, something like that. And uh, New Year's resolutions are famous for people's inability to keep them. Uh, We like to make them, but they usually only last a a few weeks if we're lucky. And it's really really kind of interesting if if you take a minute and just think about that. I don't know of anything else that we enjoy so much that we are really, really bad at. I mean, we like the idea of making New Year's resolutions. We like the idea of getting better. But we're terrible at keeping them. And yet, the next year, we're going to do the same thing again and again and again. Well, you won't find anything about New Year's resolutions in the Bible. But you will find things about goals achievements, and getting better. And so God does not want us to say the same. He wants us to mature. He wants us to be more like Jesus. He wants us to grow in our faith. He wants us to have some godly goals that we're seeking to obtain in our life. In our passage this morning, Paul writes, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And so Paul had some goals in his life that he was striving toward. These were not worldly goals. They were not New Year's resolutions. Paul devoted every ounce of his energy to living for Christ and changing the lives of others. He had Christian goals. Now this idea of having Christian goals is not unique to Paul. It's not something just for apostles. It's not something just for super Christians. It's for all of us. So let me ask you this morning three questions. 
And I want you to think about these. What are your goals as a Christian? What do you hope to achieve as a follower of Christ in 2016? Here's another one. What are your spiritual goals for your family? How do you want to see your family grow and mature in Christ this year? And finally, what are your goals for this congregation? What do you hope that we can do in 2016 as the body of Christ in LaGrange, Texas? Uh, These are important questions we need to be asking. These are things that we need to give some thought to. These are things that we need to pray about. And it is absolutely essential that we have spiritual goals for ourselves, our family, and for our church. Several times in Scripture, Christianity is compared to a race. For example, uh, there's this passage in Hebrews 12 in verse 1, which says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, And let us run with endurance this race that is set before us. So Christianity is like a race and a race always has a finish line. And if you're trying to run a race without a finish line, then you're going nowhere. If you're trying to go through life without goals, then you are living a life without purpose. It's going to be hard to achieve anything if you do not have something in front of you that you're looking at, that you're fixed upon, that you're striving after. And so if we're going to make it in this life, then we need to have some goals. Uh, So what should these goals be? Well, let's start by turning to Scripture. And let's go back to that passage in Hebrews 12.1. Let's read it again. And let's continue reading on to the next verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and protector of our faith. And so the goal that is in front of us as we run this race is Jesus. We're we're to keep our eyes fixed on him. We're to look like Jesus in what we say and what we do. And this is something that we should aspire to be like. But this is not all. If you go and and you look at the Gospels and you read what Jesus has to say, you'll find out that he gives us some goals as well. For instance, in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so as we're running the race, Jesus should be in front of us. The kingdom of God should be in front of us. What else? Well, Jesus gives us two great commands. To love God. To love our neighbor as ourself. And these are goals. These are things that we should keep in mind as we're living life. Now, as we begin to think more specifically about our own lives and our family and our church... We want to ask how we apply these principles we find in Scripture to each of these. In other words, what does this look like? What does this look like in my life? 
What does it look like in my family? What does it look like in my congregation? And here is where we want to get specific about the goals that we want to set. And so I, I'm just, this morning I'm going to offer you some suggestions. Um, but understand, this is something that you need to do yourself. You need to sit down and you need to examine your own life. And you need to decide what kind of specific goals you need. And so here are just some examples. Let me go back to this. Uh, what are your goals as a Christian? Well, maybe you want to draw closer to God this year through study and prayer. And so if that's the case, and you want to set a goal of, of maybe daily Bible reading and prayer. And this means you're going to have to find some time in your day. You're going to have to set that aside, and you're going to have to be faithful about it. You know, don't give up on it. This is my time for Bible say. This is my time for prayer. I'm going to do it, you know, every morning right after I wake up. I'm going to do it at night before I go to bed. Set that as your goal. Be faithful about it. Uh, perhaps you feel that you haven't been helping others like you should. We have lots of commands in Scripture about the, the need to help others. And so you're going to set a goal this year of finding opportunities to help. And maybe that's volunteering for an organization, uh, maybe something like Habitat for Humanity. We, we have one here in LaGrange. And they do a lot of good work. Or maybe it's uh, befriending someone in need within this community and helping them out through their struggles, making it more personal. Uh, whatever it is, you're going to be purposeful about helping others this year. Uh, what are your spiritual goals for your family? Uh, maybe after you sit down and you examine, you know, your family habits, you know, what you do, uh, you realize that the whole family is just spending too much time on their phones and too much time on their computer, and there's not enough face-to-face -face time uh, in your family, and you want to do something about it. And so you could make it a goal to spend less time on your phones, watching TV, browsing Facebook, etc., in order to come together as a family. Uh, Maybe you feel that your family needs to spend more time at worship and in Bible class. And perhaps you got out of the habit of, you know, attending Wednesday evening or, or Sunday evening services. And you want to change that in 2016. And so you want to make it a priority to be here every opportunity you can. That's a good goal. What are your goals for this congregation? Maybe you think we need to work on our education program. So you make it a goal to get more involved. Uh, you know, something that we always need is more teachers. And it would be a wonderful blessing to this church if you decide to teach in 2016 and, and help us improve our education program. Perhaps you want to see this congregation do more in the community. And one of the best ways you could help us do that is by something, by finding something we could do as a church by finding an opportunity for us to help in this community and then taking that to the elders and let them know what you have found and explain to them this opportunity that you've discovered for us to make a difference right here in LaGrange. Now that you kind of have an idea of what this looks like, I want you to do it. You have a piece of paper right in front of you with some blank spaces. I want you to fill that up. I want you to write down some spiritual goals for yourself, for your family, and for this congregation. And if we're going to make 2016 the best year yet, 
And it begins right here. Maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe, maybe you want 2016 just to be like every other year. If you don't want to change, if you don't want to get better, then don't write anything down. Or write something down, just don't do it. But I guarantee you one thing. God wants you to plan ahead. He wants you to think about your future. He wants you to set some goals so that you can make a difference in your life and in the lives of people around you. In Philippians 3, the Apostle Paul talks about pressing on. This is how he's living his life. It's not the same thing year after year after year. He hasn't become complacent. He's moving forward. He he knows that there is room for improvement within his life. Paul the Apostle. Paul, the great Christian, understands, you know what? There's some things in my life I can improve this year. He knows that there's more to be done. That the work is never finished. I think sometimes we show up to church like we show up to work. We don't really want to be here. But we know, you know, it's what God wants. And so we just kind of sluggishly walk in. And that's not the right attitude. And that kind of attitude is not going to help us grow in our faith. It's not going to help shape us into the image of Jesus. It's easy to get into a routine and to to just stay where we're at and not move forward in our walk with God. But Paul, right here in the Word of God, encourages us to keep pressing forward toward our goals. Maybe that's not you. Maybe, you know, you're just busy. And I hear this a lot. We have an event here at the church or we need somebody to do something. And sometimes people will say, you know, I'd love to help, but I'm just really, really busy right now. And I get that. You know, many of us live busy lives. But here's my question. What are you busy doing? Are you busy doing things for yourself? Are you busy advancing your career? Are you busy with your kids' activities? Or are you busy seeking the kingdom of God? Because Jesus tells us to seek first. Not second, third, fourth. Seek first the kingdom of God. And if that's what you're busy doing, then great. But if you're busy with these other things, and you're not seeking first the kingdom of God, then something needs to change. We will be blessed in our lives when we put God above everything else. And if things are not going well in your life, then maybe it's time to change some of those priorities. In January 2013, Sabine Moreau, a 67-year-old Belgian woman, was driving to pick up a friend in Brussels. This was about 90 miles from her home. But based on some wrong directions from her GPS, she drove all the way to Croatia, which was nearly uh, 1,000 miles away. 
and this journey took her across five international borders. Uh, she stopped several times to get gas and, and take naps, and, uh, but she kept pressing on until she hit Zagreb, the capital of Croatia. After a few days, her son got worried and, and he called the police who located her by following her bank statements. And she told a, a Belgian reporter, you know, I, I was distracted, so I, I kept going. Now, I saw all kinds of signs, first in French, then in German, and finally in Croatian. But I, I just continued driving. And when I passed Zagreb, I told myself, I should turn around. <laughs> it's important that we press on. But it's equally important that we have some solid goals in front of us. Because if we don't, we could just be going in circles or we could be going miles and miles out of our way. Paul knew what he wanted and he set his focus on that. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to keep running the Christian race with our eyes firmly focused on Jesus. So this morning I want to ask you, what are you running towards? Do you know? Have you made some practical goals so that you can achieve what you're seeking after? I hope so. And I hope you'll use that paper that you have in front of you. And with God's help, I hope 2016 will be an amazing year for all of us. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning thanking you for another year. You have blessed us beyond measure. You've been so good to us. We're so thankful for your grace and your mercy. But Father, we want to do better. We are not content where we're at. We want to be better Christians. We want to be better families. We want to be a better church. And so, Father, we ask you to help us this morning as we seek to make some personal goals in our lives and for our families and for our church. And we seek to improve on what we've already done. Most of all, Father, we want to seek to be like Jesus and we want to glorify you in all that we do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.